The following is a Thunderbolt West Media presentation. How much is your freedom worth? And how much are you worth? This is the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The sky was on fire. Fear was in their eyes. Peter cried out, We're all gonna die. It's my opinion that we all should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Replace fear with faith. Replace pessimism with hope. And replace despair with determination. Thanks for joining me today as we discuss lots of topics. We got lots to cover. So buckle your seat belts and let's get going. And I thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. And for the new listeners out there, as we're a new podcast, we get new listeners all the time, I'm going to give you a brief overview of what this show is all about. The original concept for this show was all about watts, kilowatts, amps, solar, wind, hydro, just any way to produce your own power for economic reasons, to go off-grid whether you don't want to pay utility companies or whether you lived in a remote area where running power lines to your house would not be cost-effective. So this was going to be not a technical show, but an advisory show of of how to successfully go off-grid. And since the world situation has got so evil... It's the only word I can come up with is evil, where tyranny just is running amok. And it seems like every elected official thinks they're a king right now or a queen. And the power structure is going along with it. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. But I know it's not good for us. And as a Christian, I do feel that Christians are being targeted. And if there ever comes a time where Christians are forced to live separate, like the Germans did to the Jewish people in World War II with the yellow stars. Is it going to get there? I don't know. This show is going to be hitting that aspect of what to do if we're forced off-grid. You might go to sleep one night and have all the power you need and everything you need, and the next morning wake up and some tyrant has signed a piece of paper that said, that you're no longer relevant, that you're to be exterminated, you're to be persecuted, you're to be not allowed into a grocery store. Who knows? These people are insane. And I feel it's my duty to try to help those who are forced off-grid as well as those who choose to be off-grid. So I try to do a little bit of both in each show. But honestly, with the world situation the way it is, I think it's best for me 
to concentrate more on the people that may be forced off grid. Because let's face it, how long are they going to allow programs like this to be out on the internet? I don't know. You know, they censor everybody. You can say the sky is blue and some fact checker will say, no, it's not. And you're disinformation. And, you know, we're, we're living in a crazy world. And you know that. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But here's something to consider. In World War II, we officially entered the war when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941. I think that maybe it was December 8th before they had the final vote to declare war, but we were in a state of war December 7th of 1941. There's no denying that. But if you would look at the Japanese perspective, they had to arm the planes and train the pilots and simulate the bombing attacks, and they had to get the logistics, they had to get the ships all fueled, and the the sailors trained for what they were going to do, and to get their course plotted out, and their plan of action, and it took months, maybe six months, maybe a year. I don't know, it took a long time for the Imperial Japanese Army and Navy to coordinate to to pull off the attack on Pearl Harbor. So the Japanese had already made up their mind they were going to bomb us. So we were already in a state of war with Japan, but we didn't know it. They were preparing their pilots. They were doing trending missions. They were arming their airplanes. They were figuring out which torpedoes to put on the airplanes and so forth and so on. They had spies all over Hawaii, spies all over the West Coast. They were intercepting all of our communications. So a spirit of war did exist. But the United States was kind of fat, dumb, and happy just sitting back and looking at the world crumble and hoping it didn't come here. Well, December 7th was a wake-up call. And just like the folks back in World War II had their wake-up call, I feel that we, in this period of time, have had our wake-up call. I am going to say that the United States had its wake-up call this last election on November 3rd and November 4th, 5th, and 6th, those days. That was our Pearl Harbor. They stole an election. They installed people not only in the presidency, but also some of the down-ticket races. They cheated. They absolutely cheated, and they put in these people. And since then, inflation has risen. Gas prices are through the roof. More lockdowns, more draconian laws, more edicts from the king, more just absolute tyranny and evil is coming out every day. And so, whether we know it or not, we were bombed last November. We are at war. And as a Christian, I know that we're taught to turn the other cheek, and we're taught to obey the laws and obey the authorities. But when the authorities here on earth, if their edicts and what they're doing is contradictory to God's plan, God's word, the Bible makes it very clear 
We are to follow God. We are to follow God's law. We're not to follow satanic edicts that are coming from a satanic group of people. And all of this killing babies and the euthanasia, and now they want to kill old people, and they have been killing old people. The lockdowns, the anti-family, it's, it's all evil. The point I'm trying to make is that we are at war. We have to wake up and acknowledge that fact. And since I feel that we're at war, this program is gearing at least 75% of its content towards how to survive this war that's being waged against us. And when I mean us, I'm talking about the average common citizen, whether you're in the United States, Canada, Australia, anywhere in the Western world. And the third world people are being starved and systematically forced vaccinated. And there's a lot of stuff happening all over the world. And if we knew all of it, we'd probably go insane because it is so evil. So we can only do what we can do. We can take care of ourselves to make it to where we're not part of the statistics and make it to where we're not part of the problem. We can also learn to help others that are like-minded, other people that are forced off-grid against their will. And so if you think I'm getting a little bit over the top and, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist and all this, I just have one little question to ask you. Do you really believe that history is exactly as they teach us? If you answered no, then guess what? You're a conspiracy theorist. Do you think John F. Kennedy was killed by a lone gunman, or do you think there were other people involved? If you think there were other people involved, like most people do, then you are a conspiracy theorist. So let's cut, the, let's cut that kind of language out. If you can't see that things are going horribly wrong in the world right now, and authorities are way overstepping their bounds, and there's all sorts of tyranny, if you can't see that, I'm sorry that you're so blind, but to those who can see it, we have to have plans to weather the storm, not only survive, but thrive, because we're going to win. Now, you might say, well, that's a pretty bold statement from some guy on a podcast to say we're going to win. Well, I know we're going to win. When? I'm not sure, but I know that All through the whole history of mankind, tyrants have always been defeated. The human spirit that God gave us has always prevailed. The spirit of freedom has always prevailed. You can go back to biblical times and see all the people that were slaves back in biblical times. They're not slaves anymore. You might say, well, that was thousands years ago. Well, we might be in this tyranny for a thousand years. I don't know. We might be in tyranny for the next five days and get out of it. I'm not sure how long this is going to be, but I can assure you 100% we're going to win this. So I want everyone to stay very positive. Some of the things I talk about will lend you to feel negative or lend you to feel hopeless. That's not the purpose of this show. I want to deal with what is. Put everything in reality, dissect it, deal with it. That's kind of what my show is going to be all about, getting into the nuts and bolts of how to navigate through this crazy world. And we're going to be taking a short little break. But after the break, we're going to talk about the good old-fashioned word bartering. And we're going to find out how much you're worth 
We're going to find out how much your freedom's worth. And then we're going to come up with all sorts of plans that you can mold and make your very own to where even if they cut your money supply off, you're going to be able to navigate and survive. So stick around. We've got a great show coming up. And thanks for listening. And I'll be back right after this. Thunderbolt West Media. This is the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. Bartering is something that's not included in the modern way of doing things. Yet bartering is as old as man himself. Before there was money, before there was anything that someone deemed to be a universal standard of value... Everything was agreed upon between one or more people as to what something was worth. It was agreed upon, and then the verbal contract or written contract was made. And let's say someone said, an hour's worth of my time is worth a dozen eggs. Okay, that's what a dozen eggs is worth, then, is an hour of your time. And it is not tied to any monetary system at all. And bartering is a lost art. And even if we don't crash, even if the economy stays fairly solid, even if the dollar's value stays solid, you still need to know the ins and outs of bartering because it's a good thing to know. That's one of our lost arts or skills is how to barter. So this section of the show is going to be all about bartering. And you have to ask yourself, how much is your freedom worth? And if your freedom's not worth much, you'll go ahead and get the the jab in the arm with that experimental vaccine. It's not a vaccine that is going to likely kill you or hurt you. It's not going to do you any good. That's for sure, because all the people hospitalized at this time, or most of them, the vast majority, are fully vaccinated, which shows you the vaccines don't help in that regard that they told you they'd help. And just the number of people in the hospital with all sorts of cardiac issues and respiratory issues and dementia issues caused by this experimental jab, it's not worth it. So they come and tell you, you can't have any freedom unless you get this jab. Then you say, okay, well, what happens if I don't get the jab? They say, you can't go to work. You can't go to a grocery store. We're going to shut your water off. We're going to shut your power off. You have to stay in your house. Whatever they come up with. And don't think I'm being far-fetched. Just ask people in Australia. And ask some of the people in Canada. Things are getting awful. And it's coming here. 
and we have to stop it before they implement it. But if we don't stop it, that's what's coming. So what do you do? Is your freedom not worth anything to you, so you go get jabbed and so they'll leave you alone? And do you think they're going to leave you alone once they give you one shot, or two, or three? Now you go on their compliance list, and they know that you have a price, and you have a breaking point, and they know they can break you, and they know they've got you. So the people that don't value their freedom that much, I'm not talking to you guys. You guys just do what you need to do. Hope the best for you. But the ones that decide their freedom is the proverbial hill they're going to die on. Those are the people I want to talk to. So what happens if you value your freedom to the point where there's no way you're going to submit to their tyranny? Personally, I'm never going to submit. So I'm part of the group that will never, ever take this experimental shot. So what happens when they knock on the door and ask if you're taking the shot and you tell them no and they say, well, we're going to be back. We're going to have doctors with us or whoever, and we're going to jab you. And if you don't do that, we are going to, let's say, cut you off from your food supply, cut you off from money, cut you off from anything they can. And what they're going to start with is your bank account. Well, if they do that, then you have no choice but to barter. So now's the time to start learning how to barter and getting a list of people together that you can barter with. Now, this is going to be a pretty long segment because there's lots of things that can happen. Now, let's say that the government doesn't do that. Let's say that they just keep printing money until your money is worthless. And your $5 bill in your pocket's now worth about $0.03. Cents. So the $5 bill's not worth anything. So everything gets controlled by somebody else. So your worth is controlled by someone else as they sign a piece of paper or they devalue something or inflate something or deflate something. We don't have any control. So when you're going to be bartering, the first question you have to ask yourself is, what am I worth? And be honest. If you're worth a day's worth of labor for a half a dozen eggs, well, then that's what you're really worth. And you have to throw this, I'm educated, I'm skilled professional, I'm got all this experience, I'm this Mr. Wonderful or Miss Wonderful. You got to throw that out the window because when you barter, it's comes down to one thing. It's what you're willing to give and what the other person's willing to accept. Boils down to that. If you avoid people that try to take advantage of you, and, and you can, there's other people out there that will be in the same boat. So you have to be realistic. And first of all, to find out what you're worth, it's not just what you think you're worth, it's what you're really worth. Do you have any skills? You do any carpentry work? Are you good at organizing and cleaning? Are you good at yard work? Are you good at bookkeeping? What are you good at? Can you fix cars? Can you paint? A lot of this is going to have to be physical labor. And if you don't want to get your hands dirty, well, I got news for you. You're going to have to buy some soap because your hands are going to probably get dirty. And the hungrier you get, the dirtier your hands will get. Trust me on that. So, first of all, come up with a list of what 
you can do. And be realistic. If you've painted a room one time when you were 14 years old and you're now 60 and you've never painted since then, uh, maybe you shouldn't say that you're a painter. Any kind of thing you barter, you have to give what you promise because you're only going to get one chance to barter with someone. If they feel like you've taken advantage of them, you're off their list. And if we are forced to barter, whether the economy goes down or they shut bank accounts down or the tyrants come in, for whatever reason, you cannot afford to burn any bridges here when you're bartering. So don't think that you're going to be the king barter person and you're going to end up with all the marbles and everyone's going to just have to deal with you. That doesn't work and it will not work in this situation. So after you have your list of what you can do, now you come up with the things that you need. Not that you want, but that you need. You need food, clothing, shelter, water, the basic necessities of life. If you are renting your house, maybe you can barter working for your landlord for several days a month or a week a month or something, something within reason, to pay the rent. And when it comes to food, find out what you need to have. I'm going to go back to the example of the eggs. Find someone that sells eggs and come up with the plan of how you can do something for this person for this dozen eggs. You can think outside the box and come up with all sorts of services and goods that you can provide to someone that has something that you need. And get together with them and talk to them. And say, I would like to get together a group of people to barter with, and you have something that I am interested in having. This is what I can do, and you tell them what you can do for them. Is there anything here we can agree on to where I can get my eggs from you, and you get X from me? It's simple as that, but you have to be very careful and cautious not to get in with a bunch of con artists and shysters because they're going to be out there too. But if you take it one item at a time, uh, food, very important, shelter, the ones I mentioned, water, clothing, and like when it comes to clothing, learn how to sew. Whether you're a man or a woman doesn't make any difference. Learn how to sew. Sew your own clothes. If you can sew, other people are going to need clothes. And if they provide the material, you'll sew them up clothes for you come up with what you're worth. Maybe it's 10 dozen eggs. There are ways around this. And if we sit back and say, oh, no, we're we're just being picked on and we can't do anything, that's absolutely wrong. We can do things. They're just different. And the bartering system goes way back thousands of years. And so it's not like we're inventing something new or something foreign to mankind, because it's not. It's something that mankind has done. So get your list together of what you're worth, what you can do, and what you need. After you do that, get another list together of people that you trust, with a capital T, trust. Not someone that you think you can trust, someone you know you can trust. Start getting barter groups together. It might be church members. It might be a, some other type of a some other kind of organization. Might be neighbors. Might be total strangers. But it's best if you're with like-minded people. 
So if you have people that are skeptical of you and skeptical of your unwillingness to comply or something, stay away from those people. The people that are going to comply, they're what I've heard termed as COVIDians. They're going to comply with everything. Well, let them go their own merry way. You find other patriots and other people that have a free human spirit and people that love God, and you work with those people. And after you get successful at getting a group together, whether it be two people, ten people, doesn't make any difference, as long as your needs are met, maybe you're the right person to start other groups for other people. And let's face it, the government's not going to like all this bartering because it cuts them out. The whole monetary system is all built around people getting in your pocket. And people that barter are truly free. You might say, oh, this bartering sounds so hard. It sounds like it's just a drudge. And Well, it can be. I'm not going to say it's all peaches and cream. But once you see the freedom in it, that you are the one that is saying what you're worth, and you don't have anybody with their hand out, you're not paying any tax on it because you can't tax bartering. So you'll be free from a lot of things. And then also, if you get to where you have a barter system that's in place and functional, if the bank should shut you off because the government says, close your account, they won't get a vaccine or fake vaccine, you won't be so devastated. It'll hurt. I'm not going to say you'll just ignore it and keep going, but you'll be able to survive and you'll be able to have your needs met. And how I look at this is if I have my needs met, then whatever extra money I can come up with, I can put those towards my wants. And there's a lot of knowledge that's been lost, and some of it's been suppressed, that would be helpful right now in this time of, I'm going to call it a crisis because it is. So get your barter groups ready. I'm going to have other tips and information on bartering in later shows, but don't live in fear of them shutting off the money supply. Don't live in fear of inflation coming up and taking all of your spending power. If you barter, you're bypassing that system. Now, maybe you'll have to work a little harder or a little longer than what you want to work, but you'll be able to get what you need. And that's the important thing. Don't ever lose sight of the difference between what you want and what you need. So in times like that, if we do get totally shut down, wants go right out the window. We have to concentrate on needs. Bartering just may be the way to go. So check into that and start making your lists. And I'll be right back after this. We're going to talk about communications and what happens if we can no longer communicate because they shut off our cell phones, they shut off the Internet. And, you know, with the censoring, they're shutting off the Internet to lots of people right now. And all it would take is stroke of one pin by one tyrant to lock us out and make us to where we can't communicate with each other. And I've got solutions to that. Now, maybe they're very old-fashioned, but I have solutions. And what we need right now are solutions and backup plans. And I'll be right back, and we're going to talk about how to stay in communication.
The Living Off Grid Power and Information Show comes to you from the Harmony Barn Studio near North Platte, Nebraska. We're right along the Mormon Trail on the banks of the North Platte River. And my email address is Jim Calhoun Music, all one word. Calhoun is C-A-L-H-O-U-N. Jim Calhoun Music at ProtonMail.com. If you enjoy the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show, I would ask that you consider donating to the show to help cover expenses because we don't get paid here. This is all done by donations. And we do not take anything online as far as PayPal or any of that because of all the censorship. Not that they have shut us off. It's just I'm not going to give them the opportunity. So we're going to do it the old-fashioned way by mail check, money order, or if you want to put cash in a secure envelope, we would appreciate any donation, any size. Just send all your correspondence to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143. That's Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143, and your support is greatly appreciated. And you're listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm Jim Calhoun, and I'd like to take this moment to thank, I have a helper, also named Jim. Thank you, Jim, for listening to these shows and picking it apart. He's a professional sound engineer, as well as a very highly intelligent young man, who if I make one little mistake, he tells me about it. But that's good. I want that. So thank you, Jim. You're a big part of the show. You may not know it, but you are a big... You're my fact checker. (laughs) I shouldn't call you that. That's kind of a dirty word anymore. Put it this way. You're my technical advisor. How's that? Anyway, thank you so much, Jim, for all you do for Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. And we're going to go on to communication. But before we do, I'm going to tell a little bit about myself here. That Jim was telling me that... I need to be a little bit more informative of what I actually do off-grid. And I think that's a very good, very good advice. So I have a small ranch, got 160 acres, which to some people that's very large, but to this part of the world is very small. I have an active farming and ranching business, and I power all of that off-grid, all of my power tools, my welders, I could even weld without a welder with solar. It's called positive ground welding, and you could weld directly with your batteries. I'll have a show about that later. But I pump all the water to the cows. Every drop they drink, I pump it to them. Water the garden, all the power tools, table saws, whatever it takes. I'm a hands-on guy, and I build everything. I make some of my own parts for my machinery, and I'm not saying I'm an expert at fabricating parts, but I can keep things running. And I do all of that off-grid. Plus, I produce this show, I have a studio, and also professional musician for years. So all my recordings and all my 
mix downs. And if we have a, an event out here, the entire event uh, running like six, eight, ten hours worth of music, it's all off grid. And I don't miss the power company. And I don't have thousands of dollars invested. I have several thousand, but it's nothing, nothing big. I've got somewhere around $5,000 invested, and I'm going on like eight years of being off-grid, and I average was paying $300 a month. I had two services. Well, so I'm actually covering two services out here. I have two houses, a barn, a big Quonset, and then several other outbuildings with electricity to all of them. So it is doable, and a lot of future shows are going to be just about that, getting yourself away from the utility companies and getting some financial freedom in that way. There was a movie made quite a while back starring Charlton Heston called Soylent Green. And in that movie, the person that Charles Heston is portraying learns that the Soylent Green is actually ground up remains of human people. And he screams, Soylent Green is people! And he tries to warn him not to take this Soylent Green. I'm here to tell you today, this is my opinion, but the vaccine that they're calling a vaccine is the bioweapon. They're going to mandate it. You're going to have to choose whether you take it or not, but the vaccine is the bioweapon. You can make up your mind whether you want to fall for the rhetoric and fall for the lies and the deceptions and take this so-called vaccine, or you can stand up for your freedom and say, no, you do not want this Soylent Green vaccine, whatever it is, you do not want it. It is not good for you. Now I'm going to talk about communications. I might circle the drain a little bit on this one, so bear with me. I really feel that the world is in the situation that it is by design. And every little thing that you've ever wondered if they were connected most likely is. And lots of little bitty things you've never thought of, you probably wouldn't even think about unless they were called to your attention. And these are just my opinions here. But I think that everything from the digital revolution to the modern lifestyle, the modern trends, I think that they've all been put in place for this moment, for the tyrants and the communists and the Satanists, whatever you want to call them, could make their move. A lot of the trends started at the same time. I realize that the digital technology has been in development for years and lots of different people have had their hand in this development. But I don't think it's any coincidence that everything went digital about the same time and then all of a sudden we have this device called a cell phone and everybody's got to have one. And after everyone had a cell phone, then you had to have a smartphone. And if you just had a flip phone, well, you're old-fashioned, you're doofus, you're, you're stupid, they had to shame you into getting a smartphone. And I just think that all this digital stuff, although it's done us a lot of good, 
I think there is very much a dark side that we need to look at. But when you consider digital on the good side, there's lots of good things. And so I'm not anti-digital. I'm just anti-using the digital technology in the wrong way. If you're a technician, got digitals like a dream come true. And the sound quality, there's so much upside to digital that it's non-debatable. But there's a downside to digital, too. Digital is full of back doors, and, and digital could be hacked. When you put something up in the digital realm, you no longer own it. Anyone can copy it, paste it, send it to friends. That's what's really happened in the music industry. Once you upload a song and put it out there, you no longer control who listens and whether you get any monetary value of that song. It's just out the window. So while digital is great for the engineers and great for the listener, it's not been great for certain industries. It's been great for the spies. If everything was still analog, they couldn't spy on you. But they needed everything to be digital. But as good as digital is, which this show is digital. I record digitally. I use digital all the time. Everybody does. The digital age is great. But the back doors that were left open for the people that, let's say, want to be nefarious and use it for very bad reasons, now they have a way into your house. They have a way into your bank account. They have a way into your computer. They have a way into your life. So there's bad with digital, too. One of the worst things about digital is that the tech tyrants pretty well own all of the platforms that you communicate digitally with and it wouldn't take just mere moments and you could be locked out of an internet account or have your internet silenced at your home or place of business where they just shut it off and what happens if that if that's the case you're no longer connected with the internet well that pathway is gone You might say, well, Jim, why would they disconnect you from the Internet? Again, I'm going back to complying. I'm not going to comply with tyranny. Never. I'm the type of person they'd chop off. And if you love your freedom and you're not going to comply with their tyranny, well, guess what? You're the type of person they want to shut off too. So if you experience being shut off, then what? You have your cell phone. Cell phones are digital. They can be traced and tracked. And they can be shut off. You can have your service suspended. Then what do you do? Well, you can get a burn phone. And I think a burn phone is probably a great idea anyway. If you have a smartphone, that's one of the main ways they're going to use against you to take your freedom away. So I don't have a cell phone. I'm glad I don't. I'd never have a smartphone. If I had a phone at all, it would be a flip phone. It would be a burn phone. So let's say they can shut off your burn phone, which I'm sure there's ways. Then what? No digital communication of any type. Have to go back to analog. Landline. Okay. But a landline can be tapped and also your service can be shut off. We've seen all these big companies, all these corporations just move in lockstep to try to punish people. It's almost like they're part of the government or they're a quasi-government. It's like we're full of oligarchs or something. It's, it's not good. Now, am I painting a bad picture here? Yes, I am. 
I'm painting the worst possible scenario, and so we can have a way around it. Now, if you keep digging deeper into older technology, you come across with shortwave radio or terrestrial radio, but I want to concentrate on shortwave radio. Shortwave is where you're going to find most of your truth right now, most of your Christian programming. The people that are on shortwave are not paid to say what they say. Most of them buy their airtime. A lot of them don't hardly have enough money to go month to month, but they do tell you the truth. They're not bought and paid for, like all the people on CNN and Fox and all those people that make millions of dollars. You might like their opinion, but you got to remember, their opinion is bought and paid for by the people that sign their paycheck. And the people on shortwave, they're real patriots. They're real Christians. They're stepping up to the plate. And they can't be silenced on shortwave. Not very easy. There's so many ways to go to different small countries and broadcast to the world from that it's going to be really hard for them to shut that down. So your most important alternative of way of communicating, and I know that they're only communicating to you, but the most important is shortwave radio. You might say, what about AM and FM? They're controlled by the corporate people that control your television news. I don't listen to any corporate radio. None. Zero. I haven't for months, and I never will again, because I found that even though shortwave radio is like a box of chocolates, you never quite know what's going, what you're going to get quality-wise and content-wise sometimes. There are several very, very truthful, great presenters out there that are informing us of how to proceed, and they're giving us the truth. And that's what we're lacking in this whole world is any media that gives you the truth. And you will find the truth on shortwave. So if you don't have a shortwave, I recommend you get one. And get a decent one. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars, which you could. But just get a really decent one. The ones that fit in your pocket, your shirt pocket, they're not that great of radios. But the ones that are a little larger and up, those are good radios. So find out which one you want by doing some reviews online if you're still able to do the Internet. Or talk to friends that do have shortwave. And also, there's a lot of older used shortwaves out there. But I highly recommend you get a shortwave. In the United States, there's several really good shortwave stations. Another way of communicating is with ham radio. Now, they can triangulate and shut down ham radio. They can jam signals. But let's be honest. We're not living in the 1960s, and we're not living in the 1970s. And if we're forced to go back to that kind of communication which there's nothing wrong with the 60s and 70s. We sent someone to the moon with analog. We were able to communicate to the moon with analog. So analog is not bad. It's just it's just different. It's just been superseded, but it still works very well. But what I'm getting at is that our adversaries, the people that want to be tyrants, that want to lock us down, don't necessarily have the means at their disposal to go after analog very easily. And honestly, I think that most of these guys, are, they're well planned out, but they're kind of lazy. They don't, they don't deal with having to think outside the box. And if we use analog to communicate, then it's going to be a little bit tough for them to catch up with that. But ham radio is an excellent way to keep in communication. Before the internet, ham radio was the way we communicated worldwide. 
almost every community has a ham operator, and most of them are really proud of what they do, and they like their equipment, and they might be happy to show it to you. So that might be something worthwhile is to get to know a ham radio person. Even if you don't get a ham radio yourself, if you know someone that has one, then that's a window to the world for you. That's a doable thing. You can go over very long distances with the ham radio by using what's called a repeater, which repeats the signal. And it's kind of like back in the ancient days when you had people that would light a signal fire. They'd light it within sight of another group of people. Maybe it's 10 miles, 5 miles, depending on the topography. Then they would see the fire. They'd light their fire. Then in turn, someone else would light a fire down the line. That way, let's say like if the Vikings were coming and they wanted to have the whole entire coastline warned that they were about to be attacked, in just several minutes, the entire coastline could be warned just by lighting the signal fire. So that was kind of a primitive way of repeating a signal. And ham radio, you can repeat signals. Another way to communicate that I want to touch on is satellite phone and also satellite communications. Now, I do realize there's digital involved there, and I do realize that you can shut satellites off too. But a good alternative to a cell phone is a satellite phone. They're a lot harder to trace and track a satellite phone than it is a cell phone. So if you're wanting privacy but still wanting a cell phone, I'd look into a satellite phone. Motorola makes really good business radios, and they reach out five, six, seven miles. Wondering about recommending something that only reaches out five or six miles. Well, if things get as dicey as they could, which I'm meaning really bad, everything's going to become local. It's kind of like when you read about a war, you read about all of the different actions and all of the different things that happen. But if you were a soldier in that war, maybe the whole war was you taking a hill or you defending a bridge. That was your war. Everything becomes very, very local. And line-of-sight communication is going to be just as important as reaching out five or six miles. It doesn't matter what's happening in Europe or in Asia if your community is being attacked and if your house is being attacked by whatever. And we've seen lots of attacks happen on the news and on the Internet as far as the, the videos go. We've all seen videos of people beaten in the street, people ha- being their homes invaded, and so forth. So communication that's even line of sight is extremely critical. So we're going to even go that deep into line of sight communication. But right now we're talking about the business radios, and the business radios can reach out several miles. And they're a great alternative if you are confined to a very small area. That can replace a cell phone between people that want to communicate. But again, it's only in a very short area. There's no way that the tyrants are going to come take everything away. They are going to try. They might try, but it'll never happen. It'll never get all of them. Another way is the CB radio. They're not as good as business bands, but they still work. 
And if you had a base station in your house, you can reach out. If you have a good mobile unit in your car, in your base station, you can stay in communication with someone within reason, within several miles. And there's something called skip that you can talk, but it's you can't control it. But you can talk to people hundreds of miles away. It goes up into space and hits the atmosphere and bounces back down. That's not a good way to communicate, but it is a way you can communicate. And I haven't even mentioned U.S. mail, or if you're in Canada, Canadian mail or Australian mail or wherever you your postal service. You might say, but they're going to watch my mailbox. Well, give the packages or the things to a friend and have them mail them from their mailbox. There's ways to stay in communication. You might say, well, gosh, letters, snail mail. Yeah, we're spoiled. Everything's got to be instant. I'm talking about communication here. And I'm also talking about giving you hope that we're always going to have communication. Line of sight communication cannot be overlooked. Because if we get in a situation where it's door to door, house to house, neighborhood to neighborhood, you're not going to have to communicate to the next town or the next state or all over the world with a cell phone or internet. The world's going to become very small and your entire world might be your block, might be just you and your neighbor. Because let's face it, when the mandates come and they're coming and you decide you're not going to take this death jab vaccine, so-called, and you're going to stand up for your rights as a human being not to be treated as a lab animal, who knows what they're going to do? And in Australia right now, they're telling neighbors not to talk to each other. How long is that going to be until that's a punishable offense in Australia, just talking to your neighbor? So line-of-sight communication needs to be not only considered, it needs to be prepared for. And there's three ways to do that. One is semaphore. Another is the international maritime flag system. And the third is Morse code. I suggest that everyone get a chart that has the alphabet of the International Maritime Code, because that's used internationally, and get a chart on semaphore, and get a chart on Morse code. And anyone within line of sight that you trust, you need to give them a copy. If we don't have any means of communicating in a normal way, I want to have this means at our disposal, so put this in a safe place, and if we get locked down to the point where we can't go out of our house, we can't talk to anybody, or if we have to hide from the medical tyranny, then we can still communicate. Although it's old, it works. We can use old technology, old wisdom, from some of the old timers that were very wise. And I'm not advocating that everyone learn semaphore and the maritime flag system and Morse code. I just think it's extremely important that we have it at our disposal, especially if you're in an area like Australia right now. And if it happens in Australia, it's going to happen all over the world. Get a chart of the International Maritime Code, get a chart of Morse code, and get a chart of semaphore. You don't have to learn it. Just have it available. Morse code was the world standard for years and years. If I was going to have a survival kit, you're darn right I would have a piece of paper laminated to where it couldn't get destroyed 
or tucked away in a book or covered somehow of the key to Morse code, the alphabet in Morse code. I'd have that. That way, if all hell breaks loose and everything is just totally destroyed and we have no way to communicate whatsoever, you know that somebody is going to be communicating with Morse code. They just are. Because it's universal. It can be done with static. It can be done with banging on pipes. Traditionally, in big prisons, the prisoners have come up with different codes that they tap out. So that is a way of communicating. If you have a piece of paper that gives you the alphabet, well, I'm wishing all then of my listeners when you do hear that, if best. you do, you'll and be able I to hope read. I don't scare you. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to give and you solutions. What's that worth? You know, now, your five minutes of time to print out a Morse code alphabet might save I your life. To God we so in my survival kit, I would have Morse code. But it's militaries my job for years have used semaphores, ships have used flags, the different and avenues all of the communication to explore is done almost entirely with semaphore. For your own Lots of people of are trained in semaphore. Because a lot of the older we have, people let's say that we have uh, served in the military... And if you have a piece of paper that electricity has grid. the different meanings of the well, different flags and the semaphore, just kind of give right you a, and that's a, a brief outline, then I would tuck and that And then if right you throw in the fact that we have if we lose our communication, people, we only lose it if we quit digging deeper behind into our that, technology. behind that, we have some sort of shadowy Sometimes we got to go into technology that's hundreds of years old. Frankly, but I'm going to tell you that any technology that works... And I hope it's worth you don't everything. Either. It's like one of the rules of combat. To try to if it's a dumb idea to apply, it's not dumb. Bend to their wishes. It's a dumb idea to rights. put Morse code in semi four. I really feel sorry a couple for piece of paper that's not going to take up any Australia room in a survival Canada, kit. Really is that do. dumb? I have lots of friends. It's only places. dumb if just, you need it and you don't just have really, it. Really, really disturbed at what's going on this and what's happening in this country too. So. I'm not and these are all the people that are online I'm trying to give you that are doing podcasts, to help radio help broadcasts. And a lot of us out here are really getting worried that we're going to have all of our platforms chopped. They censor everybody. They kick everybody off. And so we're wondering just Looks how like are I'm we out of gonna time for this show. Communicate with so people. Keep how can we keep our shows going? Give my email address how can we keep time? giving information? Out? How can we do that? How did they do it in 1975? They had you write in, and you sent them a cassette. Jim so, Calhoun U.S. Mail at on your show. Give someone Jim a physical Calhoun mailing address and give them the alternative of getting a cassette of your program and have a plan in place. Or you can receive a postal service mail, and you can, in return, send the listener back a copy of the program thanks for on analog, in. whether it be and cassette then, or if you want to send a CD, stay whatever, well, stay safe, a digital God bless CD, you. and, we'll and do it the old-fashioned way Jim of Calhoun them contacting you power and you sending show. them a physical product. If you had a cassette of, let's say, four of your shows, and somebody ordered that, gave you five bucks or ten bucks, whatever, to send it, that person could copy it on more cassettes, that person can loan that out to hundreds of people. Copies can be made. And then all of a sudden, this one cassette you send out could turn into thousands. So there are ways. And I know personally, if my show gets chopped off from everything, that's what I'm going to do. So I recommend that 
everybody out there, when we're talking communication, get a shortwave radio, get a cassette deck. I know it sounds awful old and archaic. I I understand how I sound here. But I also know that we're living in a really weird world. And to have a cassette deck that works, it functions, make, make sure it's one you can record with too, having that tucked away in your shelf or your attic or something isn't going to hurt you any. If you need it, you'll have it. And when it comes to the presenters, if you have a way to record your show on analog, even if the quality is not what you would consider pristine, but they're still doable. And that's what this show is all about. I want to have people not to be hopeless. Oh, they shut my cell phone off. They shut my internet off. I'm hopeless. No, you're not. You haven't started yet. And your words are needed. Don't let them silence you. There's always a way to dig deeper. That comes with storing your food, growing your food, living your life, everything. There's always a way to go deeper. Always a way. The old saying, where there's a will, there's a way. There's always a way. Now, I've given you some really odd, out-of-the-box, old-school ways to defeat tyranny. But guess what? They defeat tyranny. And all of us have to defeat tyranny. And it seems like our organizations that are traditionally there, the churches and so forth, a lot of them are dropping the ball. It is up to us. Now, we're a bunch of individuals out here, and they're picking us off one by one. But they won't be able to pick us all off especially if we go into the analog realm, if we have to. So I know I've been on a soapbox this show, and I hope you've enjoyed the content. And I know it's odd. You're going to hear some odd things from me. But that's my job is to make you think outside the box, because it's like when they say with war, you know, you can plan all you want. Once the first shot's fired, the plan goes out the window. But if you have backups... If you have an attic that has a small little corner that you have three or four things, like let's say a typewriter, a sewing machine, just things like that, things that you can actually use to get you going. And by sewing machine, I'm meaning one of the hand-operated ones or the foot treadle ones. I'm not talking about electric one, because if they shut you off, they're going to shut you off. Or if a disaster happens or a war happens, we're going to be shut off. So make sure that you have things that you can go off-grid that work. Typewriter and some good typing paper. Make sure your ribbon's good. Pack it away. That should be part of your survival kit too, because they're using technology against us and they're using technology to punish us. So go to a technology that they don't understand, that they won't go to. We might have to end up forming our own untechnical society again. And if we do that, you want to be able to step seamlessly from the world we have now back to a simpler time where you might have to work a little harder to get the same result. But it's the result we're looking for. And our result is the end tyranny. Our result is freedom. And our result is just being a blessing to each other. And I want to tell all my listeners, God bless you. Thank you for listening to me. And I've got other shows coming up. I'm going to be talking about all sorts of things. So I hope this show has been informative. At least I hope it's opened your mind that there is hope out there. And remember, replace fear with faith. Until next time, this is your host, Jim Calhoun, with the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show.
Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media. 